Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Your Time with James Sweetman. Thank you for tuning in. I'm back flying solo this week after the great conversation I had last week with B.B. Bascom. I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. If you've not listened to it, do check it out. Bibi was so generous with her time and her insights, and we had a good laugh too. In recent weeks, I've done a lot of episodes around self-care and well-being, you know, topics that are vital at at any time, but particularly as we continue to navigate this COVID-19 crisis, uh, looking after ourselves and our own self-care, as it were. But this week, I'm going back to another area that I do a lot of work in is with businesses and organizations, and in particular, the role of a good manager. So if you're a team leader, a supervisor, working in business, uh, this week's episode is for you. In this week's episode, I'm going to take you through seven facets, seven skills and attributes that I believe a modern manager needs to be effective in their role. You know, in recent times, managers, especially middle managers, I think they've had a tough, they've had a rough deal. You know, they're the butt of that adage, people join companies, but they leave managers. Uh, Companies in seeking to flatten the organizational hierarchy and reduce costs, they've sought to remove the layer of middle management. And then those that remain feel pressure from below, from staff with big expectations, and then from above, from senior managers who want them to be leaders as well. You know, there's always been much debate about the difference between leaders and managers. Sometimes the terms are used interchangeably. But we often think of leaders as visionaries and inspiring communicators, charismatic people who shape the future. You know, they're seen as gurus and admired for their maverick genius. Managers, however, is viewed more as bureaucrats, the taskmasters who juggle resources and who have to deal with the daily mundane tasks. Of course, it's worth remembering that management as a discipline is only as old as the Industrial Revolution, when unskilled labourers came off the land to work in factories. The financial and human capital in these enterprises had to be managed. You know, even if you think of the term now HR, you know, human resources, it's an extension of that line of thinking. Um, And I think there's something still very impersonal about it or factual about it, human resources. You know, leadership, on the other hand, has been around for as long as humans have gathered in tribes and gone into battle. You know, we think back centuries, Alexander the Great, Genghis Khan, the Roman emperors, you know, all viewed as leaders. You know, when the term leader and manager are used interchangeably, it's often when the roles overlap. You know, both leaders and managers have a role to play in establishing direction, harnessing resources, motivating people. Traditionally, a manager will have a narrower remit, you know, a department to run, a function to oversee, a process to follow. A leader will establish context, formulate a vision, ensure the organization is aligned. There was a book on leadership by John W. Gardner that was out in 1990, and he distinguishes between the leader manager and the routine manager. You know, the leader manager is concerned with strategic vision, long-term thinking, general effectiveness. The routine manager operates within established processes. 
the status quo and seeks maximum efficiency and the focus is generally on more short-term issues. So 250 years after the start of the Industrial Revolution, what's the mindset, traits, skills that a modern manager needs to excel in their role? So as I said at the outset, I've identified seven, uh, six of which are really all wrapped around uh, a new essential pillar of modern management. And I'll speak more about that uh, a little bit later. But the first one is you care about people. That's the first factor, the first vital ingredient in the recipe for a successful modern manager. You care about people. You know, for the simple reason that if you're a people manager, a supervisor, a team leader, you only achieve with and through others. You cannot be an effective people manager without having a genuine interest in people. In fact, great people managers care as much about their team's career and personal development as they do their own. You know, I've been watching a number of Joe Biden's press conferences recently or interviews and uh, a phrase that one newspaper has described his style as being his new humility. You know, even in his celebration or victory video, um, he didn't feature in it. The emphasis was all on others and the American people. Um, and that's such a contrast to what we've all witnessed from American politics in the last four years. You know, people like to be treated like human beings. You know, not functionaries in an organization, not merely viewed as a salary on some uh, spreadsheet. You know, staff are not naive either. They know when a manager is manipulating them or just going through the motions or back from a, a management training course with a list of instructions. When you care about your team's well-being, you'll be a natural coach. You know, and great managers encourage and support their people by facilitating their personal growth coaching them to reach for their potential and in turn the potential of the organization expands. You know, discussions about career development and performance is in a modern manager's DNA. It's not something that they have to be told to do once a quarter. Of course, let's not forget that not everyone is a natural people manager. Some people's skills and personality are more suited to subject, product or process expertise. The Peter principle is still visible in many organizations where a manager has been promoted to the point of an incompetence. You know, a very good salesperson does not necessarily make a good, a good manager of salespeople. So that's the first point. You care about people. The second one is an extension of that, which is you trust your people. You know, from my experience, the vast majority of people in organizations want to do good work. And it is the role of the manager to define what good work looks like and to ensure that their team has the skills and resources to do good work. People like their efforts to be recognized and to receive feedback. So an effective people manager is skilled in delivering feedback in a timely, appropriate and digestible way. Trust, of course, underpins all working relationships. And so many managers simply don't trust their people. It's not that they hire untrustworthy people, it's simply an ingrained belief or worldview. But if trust is not present, business processes are designed with the worst behaviour of the worst people in mind. Micromanagement takes hold. You know, orders will replace open discussion. And when trust is present, a manager will empower their people to think for themselves and that essential skill of delegation will facilitate more effective and smooth workflow. So that second point, you trust your people. 
all relationships, all working relationships are built upon that. And if trust is not present, it's, it's the, the foundation is shaking. The third vital skill of a modern manager is you create an inclusive working environment. You know, we all like to feel part of something bigger than ourselves. We crave a sense of belonging, a sense that our opinion matters and that we are contributing to a worthwhile endeavour. You know, ideally, we want our working lives to have purpose and meaning. It's the role of a manager to help shape that meaning, to ensure his or her people are aware of the impact of their contributions. And we also like to know that our own manager is in our corner. You know, the biggest factor in shaping morale of a team or an organisation is the personality and behaviour of the team leader or the manager. You know, I'm reminded of a workshop I delivered a few years ago with a group of uh, retail store owners. And, you know, morale was low across the board. And we had some discussions around that and some of the causes of it. And I think we even brainstormed some of the causes of it. And there were many very legitimate reasons why motivation was low and morale was low. Uh, But no one in the room uh, ever considered that as a senior person in their organisation, that their attitude and their behaviour and their personality uh, contributed to morale. It wasn't noted on any of the flip charts at all um, until I sort of began to educate them in that area, you know, realising that they lead by example, not just in terms of behaviour, but also attitude, and that the people that they were supervising on a daily basis was looking to them for clues as to how to behave and, and how to show up. You know, if we think about modern effective managers, they're usually optimistic people, yet they remain grounded in reality. You know, they're positive and approachable and they role model, you know, from an attitudinal and behavioral perspective, what they'd like to see in their teams. So in that regard, as I say, they lead by example. The next skill or attribute that I believe a modern manager needs is the ability to deliver certainty. So if you're a manager or in a leadership role in in any position where you're, you know, supervising people or in a position of authority, a key aspect of your role and demeanor is to deliver certainty and hope, as I always phrase it. You know, in these challenging times, we all crave certainty. We want to know the base camps as we climb a mountain of change. Even if there isn't certainty around big issues like job security or salary, staff need to still feel certain that their manager appreciates them, recognises their efforts, is concerned for their well-being as people, you know, will treat them fairly, will act as their advocate and will keep them informed. And if conscious effort hasn't gone into building good working relationships with teams in the good times, it's very difficult for a manager to, to catch up with that in the in the tougher times. It's like that old adage that's often applied to, to sales, but I think it equally applies to people management. It's like it's only when the tide goes out do you realise who's swimming naked. You know, delivering certainty is also about educating and reminding staff as to what's important. You know, you cannot be motivated or focused unless you know what's important. So managers are results focused and they steer their teams by the North Star, you know, the key performance indicators that measure their individual and collective success. Effective managers are also problem solvers, removing or reducing barriers to productivity. 
And of course, you cannot be a problem solver without being a decision maker. And nothing cripples an organization more than an inconsistent or indecisive manager. Point number five when it comes to the skills and attributes of a modern manager is you can listen and share information. So here I'm resisting using that much overused phrase of good managers are good communicators. Now, of course, that's true. I don't think I've ever been in an organization yet, you know, where staff in some shape or form don't mention something around communication or being kept in the in the loop, being kept informed or that their manager doesn't listen to them. You know, and this is especially the case in companies where morale is low or where there's internal conflict. You know, and of course, let's remember that all conflict has at its core at least one party not feeling listened to or understood. So good communication goes without saying, but what does that really mean? For me, it's about instigating quality conversations across different media, whether that's in person, online, as most of it is nowadays, email, uh, via the phone even. And of course, conversations consist of listening and talking. And this presupposes caring enough about the other person a team member, a colleague, to want to listen to them. So that's why we run back now to point number one, you care or are interested in people. And to encourage open communication and to have something to listen to, an effective manager asks good questions. Uh, of course, questions expand the mind, they, they steer a conversation, uh, they foster engagement. You know, as I always say it, you know, a good manager, the communication antennae is always up. You know, they make a conscious effort to transmit and receive information. They're conscious around what's been said and what's left unsaid. So we're nearly there. Point number six is you can collaborate. And again, that's a word that we hear a lot about. But what exactly does it mean? Well, collaboration is the act of individuals working together across functions, layers of management and departments to make unified decisions. Without collaboration, personal fiefdoms reign. And the us versus them mindset will lead to cre the creation of a toxic culture. Uh, the unrealized synergy will negatively impact productivity and results. Whilst a manager may have a specific responsibility, their function is part of a bigger picture and they're aware of the interdependence. Um, they're happy to share information and participate in best practice because they recognize that everyone is a resource that can be leveraged to make smarter decisions. An example that always comes to mind around lack of collaboration in an organization was a workshop I did a while back where there was eight or 10 senior managers in a room and we had four or five different flip charts and we were brainstorming um, different ideas, different issues, different challenges, solutions uh, in a hotel conference room back when we could all be there with flip charts uh, by our sides. But the, the, the managers were divided into groups of two or three to work at a flip chart and to the brainstorm. And I was amazed that with one or two of these little breakout sessions that, uh, that they drew lines down the middle of the flip chart pages. They each had a marker and they approached answering the, the question individually, even though it was supposed to be a discussion and a brainstorm. And uh, the issue that we were bra brainstorming was trying to break down barriers within the organization and to foster greater interdepartmental communication. But yet you had the heads of these departments unable to brainstorm while standing at a flip chart. You know, cause and effect comes to mind. Um, but certainly, you know, if you're not able to collaborate with colleagues, um, you know, it's, it's, it's something that's vital in, uh, in this, in this, at this time.
Ingredient number seven in our recipe for an effective modern manager is you know your stuff. So effective management is not just about the touchy-feely stuff, you know, caring about people, listening, communicating, collaborating. You know, the soft skills and the emotional intelligence are matched by an inner resolve and a competence. Modern management still encompasses product and or process expertise, uh, as well as an ability to balance big picture thinking with an attention to detail. There's the agility to be proactive, but also quick to react to unforeseen events. You know, and when a manager has earned their stripes by having been in the trenches, you know, that being there, done that experience adds to their competence and gravitas. So let me recap on those seven qualities as I see them, the skills and attitude required to be an effective manager in 2020. Uh, the first one was you care about people. For me, that's the foundation. Out of that comes uh, an ability to trust your team and the people around you. You're able to create an inclusive environment. You deliver certainty because that's what your team are looking for from you. Uh, you listen and share information. Uh, you have an ability and a willingness to collaborate. Uh, and of course, you you know your stuff. You know, you've product, process, uh, expertise. In the past, execution and that expertise were the two pillars of management, you know, and they're still relevant. But for me, a third is in play, and that's empathy. And I would argue that that's the key skill for a 21st century manager. You know, the world of work today is unrecognisable to what it was 50 years ago, let alone the 1760s when factories started to appear in northern England and management as a discipline was birthed. You know, the role of the manager has changed too, of course, mirroring the shift away from viewing an organisation or a company as a machine to seeing an organisation as a community. And whilst companies are still run for the benefit of shareholders, there's now a wider recognition that, you know, the, the needs of a broader set of stakeholders uh, should be considered too. The old command and control style of management once dominated but an educated, globally connected workforce who seek meaning and fulfillment in their work, you know, they don't tolerate barked orders. Today, an effective manager employs a collaborative, empathetic coaching approach to harness the knowledge and potential of their colleagues, uh, colleagues who don't necessarily want to climb to the top of the organizational hierarchy, but they do wish to self-actualize atop Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You know, and while some people join companies but leave managers, you know, others are loyal, motivated and productive because their manager is interested in them, values their contributions and supports them on their career journey. So hopefully you found this week's episode of benefit. They're my musings on maybe differences between managers and leaders, uh, and in particular, the qualities of um, a successful, effective modern manager. So as ever, I'm James Sweetman. Thank you for tuning in. More information about me and all of my work and uh, various different tip sheets are available on my website, jamesweetman.com. If, you, if you've enjoyed this episode, I'd love to hear from you, a comment, or so you don't miss any episodes, hit the subscribe button. And next week, in another shift from uh, regular episodes, I'm going to look at different books I've read this year 
and how I've enjoyed them. Because I know for a lot of people, we buy books at this time of year with, with Christmas looming. And I know there was a great response to a similar episode I did at the close of last year. And of course, I'll be also putting out a request for any book recommend, recommendations too, as someone who loves to, to read and usually has several books on the go. But that's for next week. So thanks again for tuning in and until next week.